Hello, I'm Sergeant Rolls, and you're listening to Season 2, Episode 5 of our Minuteman Moment. Today, we're talking about Women's History Month, which runs from March 1st to March 31st. The observance recognizes women's contributions and was established by Public Law 100-9 and celebrates the struggles and achievements of women throughout the history of the United States. The observance has been celebrated in the United States since 1987 and highlights women's contributions to history, culture, and society. This year's theme is celebrating women who tell our stories. Today, I have with me two women who have amazing stories to share. Colonel Lipscomb, our Vice Bean Commander, and Chief Monk, our Command Chief. Welcome, ladies, to the podcast. Hello. Thank Hello. you. These women have made great strides in our wings history and the history of the Arkansas Air National Guard, which is why they're here and what we're going to talk about today. So what makes women's history important to you guys? We, as female, uh, we're, we're important um, because so many times we're kind of put on the back burner. Um, like earlier we were talking about, we were supposed to stay at home and cook and clean and do all those things. And so when we're wearing this uniform and standing uh, representing females, I, I think that that's important for other female women uh, to see. Um, kind of sets the tone for I can do. And so I, I think we have to represent that. You know, it's too bad that it only has to be the one month that we, we represent that. So uh, we just have to uh, make our presence known. So I, that's why I think it's important. I agree with Chief Monk. Um, so many reasons why, you know, when I got in back in 1988, yeah. I know, it was a long time ago, you know, women couldn't be in certain um, AFSCs certain jobs um, when you tried to show that you were capable of doing those jobs we weren't allowed in them because of you know, even if you were capable even if of we were capable and wanted to do it you weren't there were so many restrictions um, so we've come a long way and it's important for uh, young females to realize that there's so many opportunities now and you know if you want it you can definitely you know get it now because it's it's there it's available because of people like chief monk who have come and, and really show, look, hard work, dedication, being committed, and, and here we are, you know, so many years later, and um, <laughs> everything has just so changed so much, but for the good. And so women's history is important so that <coughs> young, young females realize, hey, if I want to be a pilot one day, I can do that. If I want to go and be, um, you know, on the front line, I can do that. Because back when I joined, you couldn't do any of those things. So... So many opportunities, and so important for people to understand that women do have a place in the military. Right, I agree, a hundred percent. And I know, like each one of you are here because you have a unique story, and you've definitely contributed to uh, women's history in in multiple ways. Um, chief Monk, for you, um, you're our first female command chief and our first black command chief, which mm-hmm. is something we highlighted last month during right. Black History mm-hmm. Month. Yes, we did. So, and then we have Colonel Lipscomb here. You are our first Hispanic colonel in the Arkansas Air National Guard, and you are our vice commander, a female vice commander. I think you are the first female vice commander. Second. Second. But <laughs> that's still that's still a big a big mm-hmm. step, right? Mm-hmm. We pulled ourselves up and we've showed showed everybody what we're capable of. How do you feel being part of a hist- part of history? Well, it, it's important, uh, very important. M- my big thing, it, it's an honor when you walk down the hallway, and I got I call it the like me wall, 
and you got females on that like me wall. You, you know, you got myself, you got Colonel Liskum, you got Colonel Lobanian. And so that's important for people to walk through and see um, that there are females that can make a difference. And uh, if you look on the wall, you see me and Colonel Liskum above the others. And so that's important for people to see that. Um, and it is important for me because there is, when I came in back in, I'm going to say before you, 1982, <laughs> um, I didn't see um, females that were higher ranking um, in, in my basis that I went to because I was active duty for about 10 years. And so when you see somebody, and I never saw a black chief or a female chief, I, I didn't. Um, and so when other individuals see that, that should give them a sense of pride and a sense of honor. So I'm happy to and very proud to um, have this opportunity. It didn't come easy, but I'm here. And so that, that's, that's what makes the difference. And so I just need to want to set that example for others to let them know that um, you can do and be whatever you want to do. You just got to put in the work um, and, you know, move forward. This is, even though I'm the first, you got to be a first before it to make history. So I'm the right. first, so that means that there's others that can follow in my footsteps. You have to set an example. You have to pave the way. And right. I think both mm -hmm. of you are doing an amazing job at that. Yeah, somebody uh, had to be the first, you. and so I'm glad I'm the first, and yeah. I'm glad Colonel Lissom's yeah. the first. So. Yeah. yeah. To become what you want to be, you have to have uh, a mentor or somebody that you look up to, somebody you want to be like. Mm -hmm. Who are your guys' most influential female figures throughout history? Or maybe it could just be your personal history. I'll let you answer that, Colonel. Okay. okay. Yeah, so I was fortunate enough, um, many of you probably, some, some probably know. Anyways, General Hutchins Fry, you know, she was um, one of our first female general officers in the state and for the Arkansas National Guard. Um, I've, I've known her for a really long time, and she was one of my first mentors because she advocated for women in so many different ways. And, and just watching her, she just inspired me that you can do whatever you set yourself up for, you know, continue to strive. And so watching her grow and her career and all the things that she was able to accomplish really, really was one of my, my mentors. Then also seeing like General uh, Durnboss, who was in Fort Smith at the 188th and as a wing commander, and she was an F-16 pilot, and, and watching her and talking with her and lots of experiences that, that she was able to share with us. And so um, I consider her um, a mentor or somebody in history that I really looked up to. Um, and then Colonel Ingram, who's Army, retired now. Uh, you know, her and I were, became friends early in our career, um, even though she was Army Guard. And I was Army Guard at one point, but on from that and um so we became yes, really was. good friends you were in the army i was yes. i didn't know yes. that yes. wow so okay. i started in the army in 1988 and when i was talking about my career um oh. and so i spent two years there and part of that history of being a, a woman in the army at that time obviously there wasn't a lot of women in the army guard at that time right um and then the career field i picked unfortunately women couldn't be in a combat unit so that's how i got to the air guard I had to leave the army. Wow. So yeah. So but Colonel Ingram and I had become friends and, and, and kind of watched each other's career grow together. And so she's an inspiration to me as well. That's cool. Yeah. Now I learned something new you about you. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's awesome. Yeah. Chief, do you have any people who have kind of inspired you to um, it's like I said, when I came in the military in nineteen eighty two, there were not a whole lot of females and uh, especially there weren't any that looked like me. So I kinda had to find my way. Right. Um, and when I got here, the, the first chief that I ever saw was uh, Chief Crompton. She was in FSS. And so that was the first black female that I saw that was wearing the rank of chief. Um, 
you know, I worked in transportation. She was in FSS. And so I passed, I passed cross. But, and then, I, again, I, I met Colonel Liscom. I was in TMO when she was a captain. You know, she used to come. So I saw females. But if you know me, I probably mentor people more than people mentor me. And so. That is I, true. Yeah. <laughs> so I kind of had to learn on my own and find my way because at many times I was the only female in the room at the get. No, I was at the table, but I was the only female at the table. And so I kind of had to find my own way and build my own pathway and in, in, in strive for my within myself. So I can't really say that militarily I had a, a figure that I could look up to because I had to kind of find my way. Because when I came in, there wasn't very many people that looked like me. Right. And so now that I'm – and so I, and, and I always say that, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. And so now I do feel good about being an example of others. And so I hope some people, your airmen, have this podcast and say that they look up to me. You know, I'm I don't pretty know. sure there's a lot of people that can <laughs> so, say so that. So I could, I, you know, I, and not to say that there were, there were not any females, but it, I just didn't see them. Right. Um, I didn't see them when I came. Like I said, the first chief that I saw was Chief Crompton when I got here uh, to the 189. Right. Even when I came in. I was in a, a career field that was predominantly male, and th- there were times where I would be sitting at the table during our morning discussions, and I'd have something valuable as input, you know, but is because I was the only female, I was the only Air Force. I was, you know, there were so many things riding against me. I feel like sometimes I felt a little brushed off, you know. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, I was really great at my job. So it wasn't for lack of knowing what I was saying or what I was doing. It was just, I don't know. Uh, it's getting way better. Of course, way better. I used to go into meetings, and I'd be the only female, you know, in the meetings. And now we have lots of females in yep. the meeting. Yeah. And just like Chief Monk talked about mentoring, she she mentors me. You know, yeah. I, I, I love <laughs> I, I love getting advice from her and talking with her about things. And she teaches me a lot, too. So, right. you know, and, and even young airmen and folks like yourself, Jessica, that we we go and, and you mentor us as much as we mentor you, I think, Aww. because we learn. There's yeah. things yeah. going on with young airmen that we, we don't always know. And we don't right. know that, hey, this is the problem they're dealing with. They're looking at us, but we're learning from them too. So right, th- it's like how to react, how to respond, how to take care of yeah. how to take care of somebody. You know, we didn't see uh, females in vehicle operations. I right. think Ashley Broadnick was the first right one that I saw that was driving a bus. Uh, we didn't see people in maintenance. I didn't see females in maintenance. We only saw them in the career fields like the FSS. Uh-huh. I was in TMO, so it was very few females. There was plenty of supply, but the TMO part where you were loading and unloading you didn't see that and so you didn't see a whole lot of female females in ce so now we have quite a few over in ce so it makes a difference now things have changed and and that's for the better yeah Uh, that's for the better so um we're making strides yeah we are is i believe colonel o'banion is the first female maintenance group commander isn't she I believe so, I too. Believe so too. Yeah. I, yeah. I believe so too. I believe so. I don't remember because I've been here since 2000. Yeah. I don't yeah. remember. Well, uh, Colonel Sanders. Yeah, but Colonel Sanders won maintenance. She was, she was M- MSG she, when she. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, she so was yeah. the first vice, but yes. okay. female vice. Um, but yeah, so we should have invited her here. I she know. Could have I told didn't even think stories. about that. That would have been awesome. Well, I can even remember back in Fort Smith, obviously, you know, I was in the 180th, and when we got the first female F 16 pilot. Oh, it's Kristen Bass. And yeah. so, you know, she got, mm-hmm. she was the first, and she didn't think anything of it, even though she was the first. And so there was a lot of things that had to be changed because right. she was a female flying an airplane. Right. And 
um, and so a lot of publicity about it, and you know, so but she, you know, that's a that's a pretty big honor, yeah. And it was really Especially cool to see her to to see a female actually get into a, a predominantly man men you know, who had that career field. Right, especially as a fighter pilot. Yes. I mean, there's something to say for that. Yes. How do you guys think that we can be allies for women or even other marginalized groups within the wing or the guard or just in general? Having a voice at the table. Exactly. Um, Yeah, having a voice at the table. uh, A lot of times, me and Colonel Lipscomb, we've been working together now for about, what, Three years, almost three years, years. at least three. At least three, and so uh, there's been a lot of times when it's just been me and her in the room, right? And uh, though we we got loud voices, and, <laughs> <laughs> and we are not afraid to say, speak up yeah, and, and, I, and I call somebody get, out on yeah, it. Yeah, I think yeah. I think they listen. Well, I know they listen, um, but we got to continue to be a vo- have a voice at the table. Uh, we got to continue to express ourselves, and not. Not saying that females are passive, but we just have to express ourselves so that they can get a different view of it. And it is not all about being a female, but it's just sometimes uh, seeing it from a different perspective. And so I think we, j- we do have to be that voice at the table. Uh, we have to be um, that representation for other females. Um, you know, when we have to point them out when we right. see things that are going on um, or, or things that need to be changed. Uh, we, we we need to be that voice to point that out till we can get them in a better place so they can be a voice at the table. Right. Yeah. we got to continue to encourage females. Hey, you know, sometimes they go through things. For instance, you know, you're a new mom, uh, a second second round second of new mom. Second time new mom. <laughs> but, but things, you know, we have to, re- to, to encourage our airmen that just because you want to start a family doesn't mean you have to put your career on full hold. Right. Right. There's mm-hmm. so many opportunities now that – just because, you know, you have a baby and you're nursing. You, you know, we have so many facilities now that we, ha- we adapt to that and we help airmen to continue to be able to serve, even though you want to be a new mom. Yep. It's okay. We have so many resources. And so we have to continue as older, um, you know, the generation to come in and go, look, there's so many opportunities for you. Don't think that you can't be a mom and an airman. You yeah. can do both. And right. we... Us being the voice and helping to with those programs and us helping to understand and give it a, a different perspective. Going, right. Look, this is what, what they need. These are things we need to do for females. And um, ensure they have what they need, and, and then they will give back to us. Right. Guard. And yeah, knowing your worth, knowing what, you, what, you, what, what you're worth and, and knowing your potential um, and, and knowing that you can go beyond boundaries, but you just have to apply yourself. And I hope that me and Colonel Liskin, when they see us, I hope that they can see that. Because I was a single parent, um, so uh, I know how hard it can be with the, with the baby. I, I did it for 18 years. She's now 30, and now I'm a grandmother. But um, those are things that I didn't let that halt me. Right. It stopped me from uh, advancing. So we just have to kind of relay that message to others that you need to know what your, your full value, what you're worth, and what your potential is. Right. I was going through my career, and we had a young son at the time, and um, and my husband being military as well. So you know what, we had to take turns, and it right. wasn't just mom who took off; it was dad too. And sometimes we don't have that availability um, for the, the the spouse to be able to take off, yeah. or, you know, one one or the other. But you do; it's a give and a take, and it, and it shouldn't always be the burden of the female to go. Well, I got to take off the whole week because my kid's sick. But right. you know, so. They can, they can be obstacles, but they shouldn't have you 
should have come with limitations. Right. There are obstacles, but yes, yeah. but but you you don't let them that don't let that limit you from doing what you need to do to advance your career because this is your career. Yeah. Um, and so it's what you make it. Absolutely. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. And and you know we have so many um, females coming up the ranks yes. that we got to keep encouraging them to reach down and mentor the young the young airmen that want to. See chief one day or see colonel one day. We got to continue to mentor them and let them know, hey, we want you here, and we're going to do what we can to help mentor you to get to the, you know, to the next level. I actually met with Chief Kraska and uh, Sergeant Morset, and then um, Sergeant Ashworth, and we talked about using the diversity council to highlight more of our ob- observances. We could utilize them to start a mentorship program for for future women leaders or, you know, yeah. just things like that. And, yeah, definitely. and that's when Sergeant uh, Chief Kraska, he doesn't know it yet, but um, <laughs> when, he, when he comes, we, we're, I want to take the diversity council and do a road show to take it to different squadrons. And when it's the history month, who can better talk about women history but a woman? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, so you, uh, he can tell the history, but to better explain it, the, it needs to come from the source. Yeah. And so um, – that's something that uh, I'm pretty passionate about, and so we'll work with Chief Kraska about that and maybe taking it around the, the wing and, and, and having a different place and having different individuals come and talk yeah. about that. Because yeah. there's a lot of women who have a different story. For yes. instance, we talked about Colonel Albanian and, you know, being a navigator and then being the first maintenance group commander and things like that, That you know, getting her story. And there's there's a couple of ladies, um, females in, in ops that um, fly, you know, that yeah. they'd love to hear their story. Or, and how or, how or a young female them. that's the first one in their family to be part of the military. So those kind of stories are what we need to, or that needs to be told. It doesn't necessarily always need to come from us the first. There's right. a lot of women here. Even you could tell a story. Oh, yeah. Yes. I, mm-hmm. I could tell a lot of stories. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And back to the diversity, you know, one of the things that the Diversity Council is trying to do is set up little booths in each of the different squadrons and um, for yeah. whatever month it is. And that way they can have a little booth. And then if they have a, a female who wants to right. tell a story while, while people are sitting around looking at this booth, they can tell the story. Right. But we got a lot of dates that are coming up um, where the Diversity Council can really get out there and, and, and uh, display those. How can we encourage women in the Guard to, or the Air Force to reach uh, opportunities and goals they might otherwise feel attainable? I mean, just one way is putting the word out there, you know, that, that it's not impossible and that you you can do it. You know, look at you guys for the, as, as a perfect example. You know, what have you done? How have you, how many steps did you have to take? What were your holdbacks? You know, things like that. We, we try to go around a lot uh, as much as we can. Um, to be seen because, you know, they might know us by name, but when they actually see us in person, that, that's, you know, a whole different uh, aspect of it. Um, we just be there to tell our stories, uh, to be there for people that need that advice, um, to somebody to talk to. And I, th- I think that also goes in line when we do go around and visit. It gives them opportunity to see us as, as real people and yes. that they right. can ask us questions and they c- they don't have to be afraid of us. Right. Yes, there is proper protocol we understand that but there are times that they can just let their hair down for a better you know right and and just I mean say hey can I ask a question about this or how do you right. how do you deal with that or I'm struggling with this and so be invisible like chief said but be invisible in order for them to be able to come to us and not feel like oh that's I a colonel I can't speak to you have to like blend that line we can't make that line because I think a lot of times younger airmen or just keep just airmen in general or guardsmen um, 
they hear a leader, they hear leadership say, you can always come to me, my door's always open. But what Mm. does that really mean? Mm -hmm. You know, so obviously when you say your door is always open, that doesn't mean if you're sitting in your office, they can just walk past everybody and walk in. You can in my office, Jess. (laughs) (laughs) I think I've done that once or twice, too. You can can in my office, yes. We can do that for Chief Monk, but... Well, when you guys are walking around and talking to people, that's their opportunity. That's your doors always open policy. You know, mm-hmm. if you're walking into to their work environment or their into their space to see how they're doing, like you want, you're doing that because you want to know how they're doing. You know, and I think, I think that you guys do a great job of that already. And I hope that you know other leaders and s- even oh, down to supervisors can do that you know um I think it's important one of my best friends now she was my first she was my first supervisor when I came into the military 20 years ago and she took care of me like she she did things that that somebody else would have just expected airmen to do she took care of us she made sure we had things we needed I was a single parent too and uh um and it was hard and so she lived right across the street from me on base. She took care of me, and she helped me with the kids. If I had to work a, a night mission, if I had to go TDY, if I was, you know, I was comm cam for a while, so if I was gone for a long time, um, she would help me with the boys, you know. And so, I don't know, like not only just, not only was she just there for me as a supervisor, but she was a, she she grew up in the Air Force as a single parent too, um, and she knew how hard it was. So she, she recognized that and then took care of me and made it easier for me to, one, do my job, two, experience the Air Force for, for what it potentially could be and not something horrible. When I got to my second duty station and I was the only female and I was the only person with kids, uh, it wasn't easy, but I knew that wasn't how it's always supposed to be. So it didn't really get to me, you know, and I, it made it easier knowing that this is like a one shot. Like this isn't, this isn't the norm. Okay. Get to my next base. And it was wonderful again. You know, it's just, it's just, this is always going to be hit or miss. Mm -hmm. And you always, that's why I think it's important to find um, supervisors, leaders, mentors. And I, um, me and Colonel, I've, I've known him for a long time, but <laughs> we're, we're what you call authentic. So you got mm-hmm. to be true to who you are in order to put that message out to not only females, but males as well. You right. have to be true. And I think when they see us, I think I, I think that they see the truth. Uh, I think they feel comfortable coming up to us, talking to us, because we are pretty authentic and pretty realistic and pretty kind of down to earth. Um, you'll see us joking and talking and asking about the kids. Um mm-hmm. So I think that's an, that's important to kind of build that kind of rapport and that kind of relationship. Right. Yeah. yeah, I think women tend to be a little more compassion, and um, and they. I'm not saying men aren't. I'm just right. saying that a lot of times, you know, I, I will ask about some of these grandkids or kids, but but that's just because as a that's mom, that's right. what we do, yeah. and so and that will sometimes breaks that barrier down. Like if I see a young airman who I know has just had a baby, and I start right. talking about it. That's an open conversation to give them an opportunity to ask me questions like, how right. did you do this? Or, or what yeah. do I do about this? Or when someone's come back from maternity leave and they're, like, struggling and, and then you have a conversation with them and you go, you know what, I was there one time and here's, here's how you can get through that. And so right. our experiences as females and then when we ask and have that compassion, I think 
that opens that door to allow females to ask, okay, I can do this. I can stay in the Air Force, and, and we want you here. And so we, we encourage yeah. that. And that's not why we ask, but that's just a way to help them understand. There's a lot of us that have been in, the, in, in your shoes, and we want to continue to, to grow you and let you see you right. can hit your max potential. If you really want to stay in the Guard, we, we're here for you, and we're going to help you get there. Right. She, we don't forget birthdays. She, she's always sending out a card. And it's just those little things that make you feel, even though we, she's, she's wearing a bird and I'm wearing the, the nine stripes, don't be put off by that um, because realize we are people and we got that personal side of us. And so um, I think that goes a long way with our airmen. Um, I think it's a um, personal niche, but a respect as well. Right. And so um, I, I think being women in our positions um it hasn't been easy for us no it hasn't uh, but we're here and so I think we can send that message out to them because long after we're gone you know there's going to be somebody I'm hoping that will fill our shoes like I said we even though we're the first we won't be the last so right yeah and and we've been doing it a long time but we're ready to to watch others grow and we want to encourage them hey our, our time's coming to an end soon, and so we want to encourage them to step up and, and realize that we the path is here. We want to put you on that right path, and so we want to see you grow. And we'll encourage you. We'll help you. We'll do what we can. Um, you know, just step out and ask. We're so, so avid in the discussion because I think it's just that important for people, anybody to hear this. Correct. So, um I really appreciate your guys' time. Do you, is there anything else we want to close with? No, just thank you, Jessica. Thanks for what you're oh, doing. Thanks, Thanks for, for you know, doing all the things PA for us and help making sure um, the podcasts go out, making sure the stories go out, and we appreciate what you're doing, even with a new baby yourself. <laughs> and so we appreciate that. Keep doing what, what keep doing the good work you're doing. And, um, yeah. you know, if we can help you, obviously, you know our doors are open. Yes. Again, like we talked about, yeah, you might – you might not be able to just walk into the door, <laughs> but but you can always say, "I'd like to have a few minutes with Colonel Lipscomb or Chief Monk," and we're and, and we're always going to make time for somebody if they're just asking for some mentoring. We are Mission Ready Airmen, providing premier training to the C-130 and cyber enterprises, capitalizing on partnerships to support the state and defend the nation. Our vision is to be a diverse family of airmen, dedicated, adaptive, and empowered to lead.